Okay. Uh, good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Now, of course, as you know, for more than 50 years already, there are uh, significant migration flows uh, between, on the one hand, the Middle East and North Africa, and on the other hand, Europe. So I think we can speak in this context from uh, really established migration systems. However, uh, during the last decade, we see that there are significant shifts in political and socio-economic macro context within these uh, regions involved. And we assume that this changing micro-context, that they also have an impact or might influence perceptions of opportunities that migration may uh, generate. Now, in general, we take it for granted that people gain, when they are uh, making plans for migra migration, that they gain their information from a range of different sources, uh, which are situated at different levels, so the so-called macro, meso and micro levels. At the macro level, as already mentioned a lot of times during this conference, migration policies are very important, but also the economic and political situation, both in the sending countries as in the countries of destination. Also mass media, another topic that we didn't touch that much upon, but we assume it's also important, is the human rights and democracy situation. On the, on the meso level, of course, the role of social networks is very significant. It's even a topic of this conference. And at the micro level, we have uh, issues like age, gender, education, let's say the capabilities of the persons. So, to say it in a nutshell, we assume that if people are considering migration, um, they do so when they perceive better opportunities elsewhere and have, have the capabilities to do so and this within a given set of opportunities. Now, we put that down in a theoretical framework that guided also our Umagine study on which this paper is based. But let's say this as an important thing is the several levels, and they come down then into the perceptions, how people perceive these issues, and they might then translate in aspirations, and also there's a feedback arrow that's also important. However, this is our just, let's say, boxes, but they have to be connected by mechanisms. And in our view, there are, for this paper, I will to focus on two specific mechanisms that, in our view, are important in understanding migration aspirations. And one is a very straightforward idea of relative deprivation. Um, people evaluate their own situation in relation to other peoples who are situated in another place that may be very close or very far away or in another time. And it is that relative comparisons that makes people evaluate their situation. So I think that mechanism is very important for taking into account how people perceive contextual factors that might change and especially how macro level changes are perceived. The other mechanism we want to focus on in this presentation are the causation theories. And of course, the cumulative causation theory, yeah, it's a, a, a very well established uh, theory, says how every act of migration impacts on uh, further acts of migration, and the assumption is that it, fast, that it will increase further migration. On the other hand, a new concept that is introduced 
here, uh, so it was already a little bit in the running, is the idea of dimitive migration. It is, let's say, it has the same logic, but here is the idea how migration impacts, let's say, in a negative way on further acts of migration. Now, in order to understand these causation theories, uh, the role of social next networks of, or of course, very crucial. And in understanding the role of social networks in the context of migration, we can put several hypotheses forward in order to explain their function. We have the affinity hypothesis to say people are familiar with it, so that's why they will be more prone to also engage in migration. The facilitating hypothesis, a lot has been told about it, about facilitating one, maybe also not trying to facilitate it. And especially also the information hypothesis, and that is a thing we want to focus on in this paper. Now, the specific uh, research context is that on the macro level we see really significant uh, shifting power balances between, on the one hand, Europe, an economic crisis going on, especially in Southern Europe, and the rest of the world, and for this presentation we pick out in, for this case, Turkey, where we have a fast-growing economy, and in Morocco, where there is more or less, let's say, a status quo. And on the other hand, at the meso level, we see the growing level relevance of feedback uh, uh, of the situation in Europe, and then especially uh, on the economic hardship in Europe. And on the other hand, and that's another topic of this presentation, especially within communities with long-standing migration traditions where there has been established the so-called culture of migration. There, of course, people receive there a lot of feedback. So especially in those communities where migration is deeply rooted into people's behavior repertoires. Now, the specific research question we want to answer in this paper is whether and how migration aspirations of potential Moroccan and Turkish immigrants are being influenced by living in a migration-impacted region, so a region that is already affected by a long history of, tradition, uh, of migration, so in this case internal migration dynamics are very relevant, but taking into account the changing, eventually changing perceptions of the opportunities in their own country compared with Europe, so and then we are taking into account the external contextual factors. For our methodology, we rely on the Imagine project, so there we investigated uh, non-EU citizens between 18 and 30 years old, and we selected uh, for this case uh, two regions in Morocco and in Turkey, regions that from a socio-economic perspective were quite similar. But the thing that uh, differentiated them was their different migration experience. And for Morocco, more specifically, we did select the Toda Valley. So uh, it's a high immigration region. And also on the basis of our survey, we saw that 49% of the people there are involved in transnational networks. And we selected the Central Plateau. That's a low immigration region. There only 27% was involved in transnational uh, networks and for Turkey it was the high migration area of Emirda, a lot of people involved in transnational networks and compared to that the region of Dinar with low transnational networks. For our methodology we relied on a representative survey uh, in each region 500 surveys were conducted, a total makes it for this presentation 2,000. 
uh, we've done it with face-to-face -face interviews, but we also collected qualitative data, 20 interviews per region, so in total 80. Uh, all those data were collected in 2011. The dependent variable from the qualitative perspective was um, to wanted to measure migration aspirations to Europe and we asked I, ideally if you had the opportunity would you like to go abroad to live or work sometime during the next five years or would you prefer to stay and then for Europe we had a whole lot of countries that we considered Europe also for example Russia then here are the lists of independent variables let's say more or less the variables for which we wanted to control and now to focus our ideas more, so we came down to some hypotheses. And the first is inspired by that relative deprivation theory, uh, especially for understanding how macro socioeconomic situations and, uh, and changes are perceived. So, and from that perspective, we assume that people in Morocco are more likely to have migration aspirations than people in Turkey. We then also formulated a specific hypothesis uh, concerning Morocco and for that we are then inspired by the causation theories uh, taking into account the relevance of social networks in which we especially focus on the information hypothesis and also taking into account the macro socio-economic uh, context that there is uh, over the last decades more or less status quo in Morocco um, we still consider that the cumulative causation hypothesis will hold in the sense that in Morocco people who have a better access to information coming from people who are living in uh, countries of destination in Europe that they will still be more prone to aspire also for migration. So that was a specific hypothesis. So people in the Toda Valley, so the region with high migration, are more likely to have migration aspirations than similar people in the Central Plateau, so the region with less access to uh, migration networks. For Turkey, on the other hand, we formulated another hypothesis, also inspired by the causation theory, but then especially taking into account the important uh, macro social economic changes in Turkey, knowing that there has been really a significant growth there in Turkey. And there we think that the diminutive causation hypothesis can hold. So we think that people who are well informed about situation in Europe, uh, especially though people then living in Emmerda, in the high migration region, that they are less likely to uh, aspire to migration than the ones living in the low migration area. Now, briefly the results. Indeed, we did find that people in Turkey are less likely to aspire for migration compared to our population in Morocco. So confirming, let's say, maybe that relative deprivation hypothesis. And also our, the hypothesis we formulated for Morocco and Turkey, also they are confirmed Indeed, we did find that in Morocco, people living in the high migration region, that from a socio-economic perspective was similar to the low migration area, that nearly two times more migration aspirations compared to Turkey, the other way around, there were people living in the low migration region that these people had one and a half times as much uh, uh, aspirations to move than the people living in 
the high migration region. And so the, in our view, the only difference between those two cases uh, is the access to information on Europe, yes or no. So these are then the, our results in, in a table. And so this is on the important one. You see the differences for um, Turkey and Morocco. So model one is Morocco and Turkey together. Model two is only Morocco, Morocco and model three is Turkey. Now, let me conclude. So, if you want to see it more in detail, of course, you are allowed, you can uh, do so. So, I think that this uh, information uh, makes, can make us to conclude that it's very, very relevant to take into account the interaction on the one hand of the macro context situation, especially when things are moving and things are changing. Uh, in this case, the economic crisis in Europe, let's say the status quo in Morocco and the economic growth in Turkey, but in interaction then with meso-level dynamics and uh, in this case belonging or not to cultures of migration. And so belonging to cultures of migration in which there is a lot of access to information on the situation in the countries of destination when there might be facilitating or not mechanism in order also to prepare for migration. Uh, also people establish habits of migration is a very uh, common um, uh, opportunity when people are planning to make, uh, considering what they would do the rest of their life. So we think that taking into account those macro context situation and those meso-level dynamics, that that can result depending on the context in cumulative um, causation in the case of Morocco or in diminutive causation in the case of Turkey. And let me end with a final note. Of course, here in this paper, we focus especially, and I see as an explanation, the changing macro context, although it might be also relevant to take more into account what are the specific characteristics of these transnational social networks. Maybe it might be that the transnational networks in Turkey or in Morocco differ also on other uh, elements that we did not take into consideration. So I think there is still a lot of opportunity for further research on this issue. I thank you.